Hi, my loves. I'm Frankie, your neighborhood big sister. And right now, you're listening to the Speak Love, We're Listening podcast, a podcast created to illuminate the words of others who inspire me, where realistic conversations become inspiring words for others. Are you listening? guys welcome back to the podcast uh today i have uh somebody that i've admired for a while you know just as a human being <laughs> it's, it's you know? Know? yeah very very admirable person like i always looked at him like damn like he does so much you know and i just always admired him so um in terms of the topic that we're going to be talking about today which is basically habits you know what habits could do i thought he would be the perfect person um for it because he's so like analytical and you know wants to track progress and see what we're doing you know so it was in my mind it was the best person to talk to you about so hi jay what's up tell us about you thank you for coming on here well thank you for having me thank you for those what an intro right that's not (laughs) something that i would have expected but well i'm glad that i'm someone that you know that you look admire and look up to and yeah i feel proud to be that person right Mm because it's always nice to be loved and uh, just give out love so no thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this podcast because no, I think it was um, interesting because I, I do have a lot of um, comments to make, but I just yes. don't make them too publicly. So that's <laughs> what happens to this podcast. You're right? also very opinionated. Like, you would always tell me like it is. So I like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go straight into questions because I have a couple questions for Jay. Um, and the first one is, what intrigues you most about people, Jay? People... The, you just can't understand people. There is no way that you can understand humans. There's no way you can understand yourself. Right. We're we're a species that is we consume so much information that we're always changing. Every emotion we feel, every action we make is influenced and it's influenced by our context. Yeah. And so you can't really know who you are at any point. You can think you know who you are and who you think you are and who you really are. Two different things. Yeah. So, I, I'm very fascinated with knowing who humans are and what we are, where we come from, what we're capable of, what is our potential. But in that process, I found out that it's near to impossible to actually understand what a human is because we're constantly changing depending yeah. on the context and the environment and the people around us. So it's it's even more interesting that through this realization, I've come to see that there's so many different factors that play a part. And so if you really want to change who you are, Mm-hmm. you have first become aware of what is around you and what is influencing you and that in itself is super intriguing because every moment is an interaction between multiple things and those interactions create experiences yeah so i eventually want to go into a career path where i design workplace uh like i design workplaces or mm-hmm. create work experiences mm-hmm. um so it's called employee experience design and so there's a lot of design, uh, user design and um, different designs that are, uh, it's a new industry that's just um, available because of the digital transformation. Of oh, technology. interesting. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so websites use, um, they have technical people that are user experience designers. And so yeah. they, they analyze how you scroll, what you click on, where your eyes. So even sometimes like webcams, they, they use that information. If you, if, 
uh, you give permissions to the website or the yeah, company. That's a little right? bit spooky. So <laughs> it, it's quite spooky, right? So, and so these things are very interesting because we do things that we think we want to do, but that's never the case, right? And yeah, we are so being monitored. We don't even know it. That's crazy. Monitored, manipulated, influenced all the time, Everything. right? Yeah. So when you listen to someone, you're not mm-hmm. thinking for yourself anymore. You are thinking what they said and you're mixing their opinions with yours to come to a new conclusion. So each thought is also unique in itself, right? Yeah. So this is what interests me about people the most. There's just, there's so much to know and you can never know everything because each time it's going to be a different result. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I do want to play devil's advocate right now. You know how we always say like, for you to like be or do good in life, like you must know yourself. Like you must know, um, you must know what you're about. Going off your answer to that question, how do you have that conversation with people that say, "Oh, you must know yourself. Like you have to know yourself in this life, whatever." Ever. How do you spin off on that? Because so you need you to know? know yourself, right? And yes. This is why I track all my yeah, data. Because right. to know yourself, you need to know what is influencing you. And when mm-hmm. you realize what are you consuming, so your food, mm-hmm. um, your sensory, so from your eyes, your ears, you know, what music are you listening to, right? Mm-hmm. So all these things um, play a part into who you are. So what I'm saying is that you you should explore who you are. And so when you, but when you try to think of who you are without data, mm-hmm. you're always going to have a misperception. You're going to have a bias. Right. You, you're not going to be able to identify who you really are. Mm-hmm. So through tracking of data can you create a picture of who you are based on past experiences but the result of that data depends on the quality that you've collected how much have you collected have you collected how you reacted in different experiences Mm -hmm. or do you just collect very generally like what did i do today how did i feel if the more times you collect the emotions you've felt Mm -hmm. the more you can identify how you who you are as a person in general what is your natural emotion um, that you function with, right? So everyone has yeah. a neutral emotion. That's your go-to emotion when you wake up. That's what you feel like, right? And that's that's your pattern. So emotions are patterns, and so yeah. behaviors are patterns. And so when you take a look at your data and when you track it, you're compiling this history of what really happened. Mm-hmm. So when you take a look at who you are, you are not thinking. Of, you're not just. Uh, it's not an immediate decision or in uh, the. The factors that you're considering to make Mm -hmm. that decision is not just immediate. It's based on actual events that have happened. Whereas when you just don't have data and you're like, I'm going to decide who I am in this moment. And you (laughs) read some questions and you write them down. You're putting those answers, but those answers are limited to how you're feeling right now. What is influencing you? What has happened in your immediate past? What are you going to do after this? Right. So... And so it's you need to take a very analytical approach to who you are. And, and it, yeah. I encourage exploring people who you are, right? And I think it's just about becoming aware when you become aware of of what you are doing. Yeah, I think so. So what you're basically saying is that to you must know yourself, but you must also accept that you're ever changing. But to know yourself really and truly is to really treat yourself like a scientific experiment. You know, you must analyze and see like what do I do when the sun is out? What do I do when the sun is like up? You know, you have to take note of these things and really track them and look at them. And that shows you like, what is your main mood at this time? And this thing, you know, it's helpful and it can actually help you, um, you know, reach what you actually want in life. So I fair, I fairly understand what you're saying for sure. Yeah. And, you know, this is why journaling is such a big topic that most Western science is now finding out, right? So journaling and meditation, 
But these are the answers that people have already known about. That this is yeah. the way to really explore humans and understand mm-hmm. who we are, both individually and as a group. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's quite a recent event and thought in the Western world, but it has has been there Always for existed. time. Right. And so yeah. I think it's just about realizing that we don't need technology. You don't need. It, it's just how much are you willing to accept what is reality? Because when you sit down to explore yourself. Mm-hmm. There are going to be things that you're not willing to accept about yourself. And if you close those doors, <laughs> right, then everything else that you're exploring is now a lie. Yeah. You're not exploring the world is really there. You're now just creating your own Existence. exploration, right? Mm-hmm. So Fair enough. Yeah, that was a nice segue. I mean, we really went off topic there. But <laughs> the second question is habits or goals? Which one pushes people to achieve their dreams, do you think? See, I was struggling with this question and the reason mm-hmm. that I struggled with this is because when you talk about pushing they both have a push power to them right habits have a push power and goals have a push power mm-hmm. but the type of push that they give are different okay hmm. a goal gives you a direction right it that's gives true you, it gives you a pathway what what needs to be done mm-hmm. habits are a inertia kind of force they keep you going so a goal tells you you need to go somewhere. Yes. But the habit is what helps you get there even when you don't want to go. So they coexist. So they coexist and they mm-hmm. both have different push powers. So when you set a goal, you're motivating yourself. Mm-hmm. So it has a launch power and a launch force. Mm-hmm. But a habit is something that gives you discipline. It's an automatic action that is based on context. So when certain things get triggered... So, you know, you could, you could take a look at um, one of the best experiences, Pavlov's dog experiment. Mm-hmm. When he rang the bell, the dog would start to salivate, right? So using these understandings of human principles, you can start to pair time mm-hmm. and events and the color of the sky to trigger you to do a certain behavior and it becomes automatic. And that's what habits do. And so they have their own push power as well. Yeah. Right? So I'd say both. Yeah, so both really, yeah. I don't even know what I'm thinking about when I when I made that question. I should really start writing down what I'm thinking when I ask these questions because I definitely had a thought behind it for sure. But, no, but you know, I, I like the question because a lot of people get stuck on it and people always ask me, you know, how do you stay motivated? It's not yeah. about staying motivated. It's about realizing the fact that you can't stay motivated and you develop um, mechanisms and you put them in place to keep you Going. doing things mm-hmm. when you don't have motivation and that is your habit right? right those are the patterns of behaviors that is so true yeah okay and and how do you handle living in the moment versus staying consistent to form habits so that's one i can definitely relate to right now <laughs> because it's always i feel like it's a constant battle um, of like listening to your body, listening to yourself versus I have to get this done. You know, I can't like fall off. I need to keep on going. And you're absolutely right. Like it's a difficult question to answer and it's a difficult thing to do. Even mm-hmm. when people say you need to stay in the present moment, we know this and we know that this is going to help us. But what if you stay in the present moment, you need to think about the future, right? If you don't yeah. think about the future, it's going to give you anxiety. It's going to give you stress because there are things that need to be done. And the probability of tomorrow coming is higher than it not coming. Exactly. And there's so, reasons why you're doing things in the moment for right. the future, in anticipation the future. of the future. Yeah. So it's it's so this concept, and it's a very difficult concept for people to understand that what being present means is that you mm-hmm. realize that there's things that need to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And whether you're aware of what needs to happen in the future or not, there are things that need to happen now. And so when you do the things that need to happen now, 
especially the immediate things. So for example, waking up, you know, taking enough water, giving yourself food. These are basic things that we all need to do. When you do these, you create space for your, your body to do other things, to focus its power and energy Mm-hmm. and energy expenditure on other things so even thinking thinking takes a lot of glucose like a mm-hmm. lot about 70% of your oxygen <laughs> right so your brain is like it needs that energy but you need to give the space mm-hmm. so when you're in the moment you need not think about oh i have to do this at 5 pm you're doing this right now just focus on doing this and do your best at it mm-hmm. so when you when you talk about habits it's it's okay to not do something once it's okay to not do something twice but if you do it three times that's now a pattern mm, so you're now creating another pattern on top of the pattern that you want yes. to actually exist yes so you need to create a pattern that you want which is your habit this is mm. your defined pattern right. and then when you track your habits and we'll get into this um, further but when you track your habits you can see those patterns and so you know okay this is my pattern mm-hmm. i'm allowed to break it once and that's okay i broke it once to go back to that pattern is going to be easier but if i break it twice now this pattern is getting stronger and this pattern is getting weaker mm-hmm. right and so you do it a third time that's when it solidifies as a pattern yeah so you're right? definitely so falling now, off <laughs> you have to now put more effort to go back to the old pattern, pattern that you had um, and once it becomes 11 days it's like okay this is a real pattern <laughs> when it goes to like 22 days it's now it's almost automatic like it will yeah. just start to be triggered and then 60 days now it'll just happen you don't even have to think about it so when we take a look at habits you really need to just realize that any action can become a pattern mm-hmm. if it's done three times so it's okay to sleep in once it's okay to sleep in twice but the third time if you do it just know you're going to have to go back even harder you yeah, know you're going to start all goals. over again mm-hmm. you're going to have to motivate yourself again you have to put in that energy again and yeah. is that worth it you know and so that's where when you ask yourself and you realize that it's not worth me putting all that energy again you will want to stick to something that keeps it easier to just keep going and that then will make space for you to do other things that you enjoy yeah fair enough but that's a that's a great answer and i feel like you've answered the follow up question however i'm going to spin it <laughs> <laughs> The next question would be where do you draw the line of mercy yeah and i was saying that in terms of the battle between living in the moment and um staying consistent drawing the line of mercy in terms of things outside of your control like you know you have to be doing this or you want to do this and you know as you said you know you sleep in once you sleep in twice but what if the third time it's like it just feels uncontrollable like it's nothing that you could do to actually you know continue going with the first habit so what do you do where do you draw the line of mercy like okay i give up like i'm going to just fall into this what i don't want to be doing but i kind of feel like i have to just because you know i can't get to this place because the bus is this you know like you feel like it's outside of yourself is that where you draw the the line of mercy would you say Um it it's it depends right it depends on each person's ability to face resilience and challenges and to, you know how much can you keep pushing against your failures right yeah. and so a lot of people end up in patterns of habits that they don't want mm-hmm. right it just happens because they they're not aware of what is controlling them and so going back to what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is that when you when you start to explore yourself to understand yourself 
when you track data, you you'll you'll see these patterns. When you understand these patterns, then you can understand who you are, right? Yeah. And so when you understand that, then you can f- identify what is in your control and what is not. And if something is not in your control, well, then what can you do to fit that into things that you can control to make it something that is no longer a bother, but is rather a piece of the entire puzzle. And so only through tracking of data can you actually start to see what are the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, what is really controlling this? Yeah. Know, where can you fit things? And maybe if it's not meant to fit, then maybe there's some pieces you need to get rid of. And if it's not the pieces that you can't control, it's the pieces that you can't control. And maybe you just put them to the side and you come back to them. Or maybe you get rid of them forever. But, you know, a lot of people, I think that the only thing about life, everybody tells us life is short. You can die any day. You only live once. Yes, but... <laughs> in a 70-year life, you can do 10 things. You can be an actor. You can be a, a finance manager. You can be an HR It's manager. possible. It's possible. It's what you really want to do, right? And so a lot of people do something. They get stuck into this pattern. And then that's all they think they are. And that's all they believe they are. And they forget that at any point, if you put in a year's worth of energy into something else, you can become something else, right? And I once met this, um, he was a, a colonel. Uh, sergeant and for the he, for Canada's uh, military, right? But nice. he, his career was insane. So he was um, he joined the military as like you know a lower rank, you know, just in infantry, right? Then he ended up becoming a general. Then he left the military. He went into public into like broadcasting. He was uh, uh, he was a guest broadcast media, yeah, wow. broadcast media. Then he was a host, and then he went back and became a sergeant, and then he became a colonel, and then What now the you know, and so. <laughs> And he, then he was telling me that he's also done some other um, businesses that he's run. And he was a 70-year-old man driving a Subaru with a spoiler. Wow. I was like, there's no way you're telling me this is your car. And he's like, yeah, this is my car. You know, so when you when you meet people like that, it, it puts in your perspective that you can be many things. You know, it, this idea that our parents' generation has have lived, where you, you're loyal to one company for your whole life, you do the same job for 50 years, that is done. Bullshit. Absolutely. <laughs> absolute garbage right so exactly you can do many things in this lifetime it's just pick one do it for five years get good at it make your money leave you're and bored if you of feel it, like switch else. yeah if you feel like switching switch there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with it and so the line of mercy comes at when you when you're really tired of something you need to decide if that is what you want to keep fighting for or if you want to just fight for something else and if you want to fight for something else well draw the line call it quit And start again. Right, right. I like that. <laughs> and so, do you think tracking our habitual uh, practices serve any purpose, even though you have alluded to it this whole conversation? <laughs> well, yes. So, I've, I've given you different reasons why, but those are not the main reasons. The main oh, and okay. only reason, um, and the real reason that you should track data is because there's an effect called the reactivity effect. Mm-hmm. So, when you track data, just the concept of you tracking data makes you more aware of yourself. And the fact that you become more aware of yourself, you are already going to start to make changes, whether you're aware of the fact that you're making changes or not. This is a known fact. And so I um, I want to go into a career of behavior modification and applied behavior as well, right? So mm-hmm. when you design experiences, you have to understand behaviors and you know what triggers behaviors, re- rewards, reinforces, and things like that. So I took this course um, in, through my undergrad. Yeah. So I'm a business student, but I did a minor in psychology. Um, just because I didn't feel like studying too hard in university. So like, I'll take the easy route and I'll just do a minor in science. Right? So, so, um, so one of the courses I took was behavior modification. And that's that was one of the key principles that I learned about. Right, The, the moment you start to track, mm-hmm. you'll already make changes because you start to realize what you don't like. 
you'll start to realize what is making you upset, what is holding you down. And when you realize those things, your body automatically knows what it wants and it will start to get rid of those things because now it's aware of them. But when you put everything in your mind, it's not organized. Your mind is just like all these thoughts just floating around Mm -hmm. and your brain just decides to focus on any one at any random time, right? But when you write it, you're organizing it. Your brain is able to process. Yeah. And so journaling is actually, and data tracking is actually a mechanism of allowing your brain to process. But there are different mechanisms that you can do that, right? So going for walks. And so I have an, uh, I have my own podcast that I started to innovate. Yes. And the first episode, I talk about why I go for walks. Mm-hmm. Right? I go for walks because they allow you to process. And sometimes I don't go with any music. Sometimes I, I listen to music when I go, but most times I don't. Because what happens is your brain will naturally start to think. And the walking, yeah, you're walking, but it's, I focus on my breathing. And that focus allows me to see what am I thinking. And then I'm like, okay, why am I thinking about this? If, if I can't control this and mm-hmm. it's just making me upset, then I don't even think about it. Let me think about things... So then maybe I'll think about the sky is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when you think about something beautiful and grateful, now you put yourself into a positive shoot. And so like a laundry shoot. So you've now created a pathway and the next thought is more likely going to be similar to the previous one. Again, you're building patterns. Mm. So when tracking our patterns, you start to see how your thoughts are also a pattern. So every thought you take, it is going to lead into another path. And so Gosh. that path, it could come back or it could go into another path and go into a different rabbit hole. So when you start to track, you're mm-hmm. able to identify where do your thoughts actually go. And so um, my counselor always used to tell me to, at random times of the day, to just, you know, um, whip up my phone, open my notes, and just ask myself, how am I feeling? What am I, what emotion am I feeling? I never did the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <Yeah>. counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my counselor and she has helped me a lot. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, so I, I would love to meet her and just outside of counseling and just be like, you're an amazing person. But different, different, different topic. Shout out, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, you know, but now that I look back, I was like, I really wish I did listen to her. However, through that process, I did try to do this many times. Mm-hmm. I even had this app called... Um, I think there are many apps that there are have many you. Apps. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, many times a day, it asks you how you're doing. You can put it in, right? So, I tried to do that, and just even trying those times, it put into perspective why this is such an important activity because it tells you that you are sometimes you purposely engage in behaviors that bring you down because you're so used to it that that is now a habit that you yeah. want to be brought down, and that is the kind of attention you seek mm-hmm. because there's no other attention that you're getting. So it's a habit in itself, right? So you have to, when you track, you realize that I keep bringing myself down because I let myself bring myself down. And so maybe I should stop going to situations where I bring myself down yeah. and put myself in situations where I smile more. Yeah. You're cutting the cord where you see necessary. Yeah. And so that's what putting it on paper and tracking habits really does. Yeah. I mean, it's. I've tried journaling and I'm really good at it. I think what journaling is good for, for me personally, what I've used it for is when I feel overwhelmed by a situation or a feeling or something, if I write it down, it's so helpful for me. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, it's moving from my body to the book. And like, once it's in the book, it's done. Like, I don't even feel it anymore. I don't think about it anymore. Cause it's like, I let it go onto that book. So I, it felt like an energy transfer for some reason. Um, but I do know it's powerful. Um, I haven't done it daily, (laughs) but you know, I, I know there is power in it for sure. And I need to figure it out. And you know, that's also something that I think people, and maybe it's not part of this conversation right now, but I want people to be aware of it is that, you know, like we only do things that are good for us when things aren't going well for us. Right. 
Damn, shoot me in the and, foot though. <laughs> no, no, serious. And this is everybody, including myself. This is, yeah. but we need to become aware of that. That, you know, like, you just, I lost my chance. <laughs> you need to make a habit of doing things just because, not because you're in a bad place and you want to fix yeah. it. You don't want to fix me. You need to do it all the time. Make it right. like part of your life for sure. So, and, and so the decision when you're, when you're talking about building habits, the first decision is making a commitment to yourself. It's not about, I'm just going to make this habit and I want this habit to happen. No, it's really about who do you want to be as a person. And so in the process of this behavior modification course, I I really learned that values are the most important. So it's not, it's not what, it's not your goals. It's your values. Your values are who you really are. It's what you believe in. And your values trigger your thoughts and your thoughts trigger your actions. So people need to become aware of what they value. And you you ask yourself, you know, so for example, you, you can identify your values from tracking behaviors where you see what you're doing and mm-hmm. then you realize this is what you value and so maybe you value being on time like I love being on time I value it I know I value it that's why yeah. I make it a point <laughs> I have to be a minute earlier all the time really I'm, I'm like 5-10 minutes earlier sometimes I'm ridiculous I'm like 30 minutes early <laughs> I just want to be there like I want to be in the place where I need to be so that when that time comes I'm like here I'm here <laughs> Yeah, and so you know, it, it's definitely helpful. And yeah, so I think that we need to just become aware that we should do things all the time and yeah. struggle for that. And to do that, you need to just realize what you really value. Yeah. Before we go on to the next question, I just thought of something. Do you remember this workshop that we did, um, where we wrote to our future self? I know you were in this this workshop with me. It was like a yoga retreat, something. And no, was it was it the impact workshop? I'm not oh, sure. Care for impact? I was yeah. impact. Impact. Yeah, so we wrote a letter to our future self. Do you have that letter? I, I, I don't know if I have the exact letter. I have mul- I've written multiple letters to myself and I really? guess I, do have, I, I keep track of them. Um, ah, I, also I found it the other day and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but I feel like that is something that really teaches you your values as well. and also makes you reflect on the type of person or what you, you really valued before or if it's still the same. Like, I think that's a really good practice to write to your future self. Right. And so what I realized about journaling is that journaling has its own powers so mm-hmm. the moment and the action of journaling but it has another power that is untapped which is going back and reflecting on that mm. and i don't do that and you know like on, on that on that uh, flip chart over there like, yeah um so that was written about like six nine months ago but, um <laughs> the one that there's a, there's a little piece there at the bottom that says what's the point of journaling if you're not gonna look back and you know improve from it exactly. and I, st- I still haven't and like now my life is at a point where i don't need to journal because things are just well and i'm able to process and i'm happy all the time i've changed my natural emotion um so i i don't feel like i need a journal and so this is why even myself right i I don't journal but i know i should be because at the end of the day five years from now when i look back at that data i'll be able to create an actual image of what my future is going to be like because everything that did yesterday is who Mm -hmm. i am today and who i'm going to be tomorrow because those are those are the patterns yeah that's true well beautiful segue into the next question (laughs) which is what are your free top habits and why are they so important to you 
Okay, um, I'm going to put a disclaimer. Obviously, I'm going to mention all the good habits that I have. Right? <laughs> That's because we all have lives that people don't need to have access to, right? So exactly. I'm just putting it out there that I do have bad habits and everybody has bad habits and it's okay to have bad habits, but it's just yeah. becoming aware of them, right? So mm-hmm. that being said, um, <laughs> I, I thought about this question, like I think the most, because really? I was like, where do I start? Um, let's see. I think waking up and watching the sunrise is uh, my top habit. And it's also a blessing, I must say. Oh, t- totally. Every day I wake up, I'm like, yeah. I'm grateful to be alive because of the fact that I got to watch this. Because yeah. These colors, you don't see them every day. You, you, Not everyone sees them. Mm-hmm. There's a very few people that have the ability and the opportunity to see it. And it lasts so short, like 10 minutes. Sometimes yeah. you look at a color and it's there for a minute and then it's gone. It's gone. You'll never see it ever again. Right, so it, it's beautiful and it, it definitely it helps me so that habit in itself helps me to set the tone for the day because I wake up I'm like I want to be alive right? mm-hmm. uh, there's reasons to be alive despite there being so many reasons to hate the world yeah there are reasons to be alive and sometimes it's just as small as looking around and seeing that how beautiful even some um, insects are sometimes there's one time I looked at a wasp and it was almost dying, which is unfortunate, but I had the <laughs> opportunity to just look so closely at it because usually we're afraid of wasps, right? But yeah, because it was so vulnerable, I was so close. I, I could see how intricate its wings are designed, you know, the way the, the fragileness of the wings, yet they're so powerful. Yeah. The colors, they were so vivid and the way that they, they don't even mix, right? It's just like black and yellow and it's so solid and it's like, wow. but it's the same creature at the same time, right? So, yeah. um, so I think that, yeah, it was just really a blessing. And so I think that's my top one that I mm-hmm. really, I I've, I worked, I think, about over a year to make sure that I wake up on time. Gotcha. And I, I struggle and I still struggle, right? That, like the time change didn't make anything any easier. Like, I know. It just threw me off. And so my, my body wakes up on time. It's supposed to be yeah. like 530. It wakes up. But it's like six. six. <laughs> that pisses me out all the time. I'm like, this is why I'm like, time is an illusion. What the hell is this? <laughs> um, well, yeah. So it's definitely, yeah, I think um, that one is one it's of the fun. top ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I think, is cold showers. Mm. So this year, um, every day, this, almost every day this year, I think maybe I've missed like two days. Mm-hmm. I started the cold shower, like complete cold. and Cold? cold. Yo, we live in oh. Canada. Why? We live in Canada. And, <laughs> yeah, so I opened the bathroom window one. So it's already oh cold. Gosh. Then I'd go into a cold shower. Um, maybe like 30 seconds, you know, maybe like a minute max. And then, and then I go into like a hot shower and then and mm. I come up. But those cold showers, the reason that I take them is because when you put your body in a state of shock, it wakes you up. Right. And when you use cold water, your body fears things because it's trying to protect you. But sometimes the things it fears, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And cold water is an example. And so yeah. when you when you interact with that fear... Mm-hmm. and you challenge it you build resilience that's true right it, it builds character it builds courage so this is why i take these cold showers and this is why i think it's one of my top habits is because when you take that cold shower every day i'm like oh, this is a cold shower but i'll turn it on and i'll go inside yeah and after those first five seconds i'm like this is so nice this is amazing this <laughs> it's true great, right? it's so true there's a there's a time i was only taking cold showers like i'd go in take a cold shower you know put on soap cold shower and out no <laughs> no warm water and in those days it like gets you going for the entire day you're like yeah. pumped i'm like wow this i'm alive you know i have energy <laughs> and so um and then i think the third one would be eating fruits um in the morning my favorite pastime 
<laughs> I love fruits. That's what I think. That's mainly my diet: fruits and water. Me, I think mine too. For the most part, fruits and nuts um, and water and nuts. ginger tea for you know just ginger boiled in water. <laughs> um, so I think those are my top three. And the reason that I think fruits are very important in the morning is because you sleep for a lot of time and you haven't put any water in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no saliva that has been released, so there's a lot of uh, dehydration that has happened. So rather than going and waking up and not doing other things, mm-hmm. the first thing I do actually I drink water when I wake up. So mm-hmm. that triggers your body; it wakes you up. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it gets your intestines and your stomach working, and then those then power the rest of your body, right? So mm-hmm. is that, and so when you eat the fruits, then um, you're actually making space to even further clean your system. Yeah, invites and, more, and give you the right kind of sugar for the day, as compared to sugar that is just gonna disappear. Yeah, and make right. you tired in the long run, to be honest. Right. And so, when you, when when I eat these foods, I just feel so good. One, they look, they look so colorful. Right? Yeah, you're, they're you're like, like <laughs> wow, this is this is like a painting. Agreed. Right? And then, Agreed. And then you eat them, and they're so they're juicy, and you're like, yeah, this is filling my. Because there's two types of dehydration, right? There's cellular dehydration and there's regular dehydration that we have. Mm-hmm. So the, the dehydration we feel in our mouth is the regular dehydration. It's like just, it's thirst. It's mm-hmm. just your, your overall body thinks it needs more water. Mm-hmm. But then there's cellular dehydration where you constantly feel dehydrated regardless of the amount of water you drink. But mm-hmm. that dehydration is in your cells. It's because they're not able to absorb the right water. And because when you drink too much water in too large amounts, right, it, your body, your bladder will release it because it's like, I don't need to be storing this much water. Yeah, I don't need it right now. Right. And so it's not going into your bloodstream. And when you eat fruits, you're allowing the water to be sucked in through your stomach, forcing it to go into the bloodstream mm. and uh, enabling your cells to hydrate properly. So, and, and so then it also impacts your liver and detox. And so it just naturally puts you in this state of wanting to go, right? So um, that's why I think fruits are really important. But obviously I think fruits aren't for everybody and it's conditioned. Yeah. I think you have to find the fruits that you like and the fruits that go well with your body because sometimes you'll eat a fruit and your body doesn't like it. And yeah. I've explored this with pears. Um, they, they just make my stomach upset and I looked into it. And so pears combined with other excessive amounts of fruit fructose and fruit sugars mm-hmm. um, actually can lead to ups, 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 upset stomachs. Really? Um, so like I just cut them out. I was like, I don't need to be eating this. Like I'll maybe eat an apple. So now I eat like a bunch of other fruits and they go well. Like most uh, uh, grapes for sure. I, I love grapes. They're just, mm-hmm. they're handy. I can so. tell you my favorite fruits. I love kiwi and I love blueberries as well as uh, pineapple. And papaya is really my top, t- like it's really up there for sure. But it won't last long because I eat that so much. Like I would buy one whole one and I would just cut like just a little bit for the morning. But I was like, ah, I could get some more, you know. It's, it's... <laughs> Let's go into the last question. <laughs> and the last questions that I always pick for my podcast episodes is more like, you know, what can we take from this? So what are some tips for others who want to master their habits to form their own routine? What would you tell them if they came to you for advice? Like, Jay, I'm really trying to like become great at basketball or learn French and it just it's not happening. I just keep on, you know, falling into a bad habit. What tips would you give them? That's a difficult question, right? Because mm-hmm. 
it, it depends. But um, I, I don't know where to start. There's so many things I could start with. But <laughs> I think I think um, anyone that wants to form a habit needs to make a commitment to themselves. Like you really need to be committed, and mm-hmm. you need to ask yourself, is this what you really want? Right. Do you want it for you, or do you want it because other people are telling you this is what you need to be? I think that's very essential. And yeah. when you make that commitment that this is a decision you want because it's for you and not mm-hmm. for anyone else, yeah. And you believe in the rewards mm-hmm. from that habit or the benefits from mm-hmm. building that habit, if you really believe in them, then commit to that habit and do it not because you need to do it, but because you want to do it. Do it. Yeah. And when you want to do it, it becomes easier to do things. Natural. Right. right? But when you force it, it doesn't work. There's resistance. Yeah. Anything you force will give you an opposite and equal resistance. So if, you, if someone is telling you that you need to be to be successful, you need to wake up at 4 a.m., that's not true. You can wake <laughs> up at 10, 10 a.m. And if you sleep at, at 2 a.m., sure, you still have the same number of hours. Oh, my God. Exactly. Right? So if people shouldn't be pressured into just forming habits because someone's telling you that's what you need to be successful. Yeah. Um, I think that is one. The second, I think I would tell everybody, journal. This might sound cliche. Your counselor might have told you and you're going to resist <laughs> me telling you too. But I think that when you put actual data down, you will realize the patterns. You'll see mm-hmm. where you need to make changes. Where can you make changes? Are mm-hmm. changes even needed? The first question. You, so those, those are, all those questions will come to surface when you put your actual data down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to always be aware that even the data that you put, you know, how are you collecting it? Are you collecting it at the same hour every day? And if so, then also you realize that that is also now inconsistent because you're now shooted to having a certain emotion every day of that hour because mm-hmm. you've paired it with the context. With the context. But when you mm-hmm. randomly journal, you are now getting a better idea. And the more frequent you journal in the day, mm-hmm. the better you'll get the the better the quality. Right. And now now I'm saying these things and these are tips. I, not, not to say that I'm a master of any of them. I, I journal, I do my best. I, I you know, but not saying yeah. I think that it's it's a process, right? So for sure. And I mean, the, even the idea of this podcast, I love just having conversations. I feel like you saying that you might not necessarily be doing it in your life, you know, but somebody might listen to you or somebody might be inspired by what you're saying and actually take action to that. So not because you're not doing it doesn't mean it can't inspire somebody else to want to start or do it. You know okay. what I mean? And don't no, don't doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think uh, there's two more that I want to uh, mention that I think are very useful. I think the first one is um, just becoming more reflective, you know, taking the time to think, mm-hmm. to sit down and just, just sit, you know, just sit. You're not doing anything else. No phone. You can maybe look out the window. And I think when you go into nature, it'll be yeah. much easier. Go to like a river, 100%. on a hill, right? yeah. something that is scenic and just sit. And yeah. your brain, um, and, and we don't know why yet, but there's research out there that shows that um, nature does have restorative properties. So when you're mm-hmm. feeling tired, clouded, writer's block, low energy, if you go into nature, automatically you're going to feel much better. And we don't know. There's many theories as to why, but no one knows why. Really? I thought it was proven. Tell you why? That's how I sort of dealt with my dad's death. Like after everything, they sent me to the counselor and everything. I took all her brochures and everything. I got home. I put it away. I took my bike and I went for a bike ride. And I felt so happy afterwards. I was so grateful to be alive. I had a more grounding understanding of life itself. Like it was just, it felt like a blessing, you know? 
it felt like it, it just had to happen. It is what it is. You, it made me accepting and made me still want to look forward to the next day. So that was, I don't know what it is about nature, but it definitely does give off that yeah, to you. It, it's proven that it works, but we don't know why it works. Right? So the work, what makes it work? And so um, the different theories, and some may be because you're more focused on breathing. Maybe you're not allowing your thoughts to think. Some people say that there's the way that in nature, there's certain things called um, fractals. So smaller designs. Um, so there's sacred geometry and you take a look at designs, but that, that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> we can talk about it another time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so th- there's that, um, but we don't know. And so I would say, you know, just go into nature and just be in nature and just allow yourself to think. And when you're in uh, by water, it's really helpful because the water is moving. It's mm-hmm. the same concept as the thoughts. Your thoughts are moving. Mm-hmm. It allows you to just let them move and not feel anxious, not feel stressed, but just right. feel them. Um, so I think reflection would be the third one. And the last one, I think, is just being more grateful. I want yes. people to just, even if you just wake up and there's all, now everybody in their life, everyone has something to be upset about. Right? There's always things that go wrong. Mm-hmm. And our generation has become a generation where we're so focused. Well, not even our generation. All human society up, up until now is so We're just seeing it more. Negative. Yeah. Just the mm-hmm. negatives. You know, the news media, the mass media gives you negative you talk to someone that is your friend, you know, they'll, they'll always give you bad news. When when something goes bad in your life, you're only focused on the bad. You know, the mm-hmm. good doesn't matter. In, in a soccer game, the goalkeeper makes 99 saves and one goes in and they lose. He's going to be hated. Focused on that one, yeah. Right? And so it's easy to focus on all the bad things. But when you start to focus on the good things, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll start believing in yourself and there'll be hope. And when there's hope, it'll give you enough energy to motivate yourself to decide what you want to live and what you want to create and so just being grateful for even if it's a meal that you have or the fact that you have a roof over your head Mm -hmm. something small right yeah it will put into perspective that there's so much more that is worthwhile and Mm -hmm. you can achieve and that exists and maybe you already have all the things that you want and so and through being grateful I've reached a point in my life where there's nothing more than this, Francine. I'll be very honest with you. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't think I can become any happier. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I can get richer. I can yeah. have time to do more things and to experience different experiences. But I think I've reached a point of bliss. Like every day, I'm happy. You know, yeah. There's things that make me upset, and there's things that stress me out, and things that give me anxiety. But at the end of the day, when I think about it, I go to bed happy. I wake up happy. You know, I see the sunset and I'm happy. I eat fruit and I'm happy. And you're thankful for all of it, right? And, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and so, like, when, when, so when you start to be thankful, grateful for these things, and you thank the universe for them, it gives you a, it gives you more of those things, and two, mm-hmm. maybe, and maybe it doesn't give you more of those things. Maybe you just start to focus on those things, and so they've always been more, there, but because yeah. you're focusing on them, they're now it seems like more, right? So being grateful is powerful. Yeah. Well, I am grateful for your time, Jay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing your time with me no and your thoughts and your words. It's very, I'm very grateful to be on this podcast, and I hope someone listens to it. And you know, maybe it makes them just a little bit better. You know, like, yeah, people will listen to it; they will hear you for sure. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and taking you know just the time to like do this because you know it, it was quite a process <laughs> for sure but i appreciate you just sitting and reflecting and taking the time to answer those questions with me and i hope you can come back sure well let me know yeah. i'd love to come back and thank you indeed so much. most definitely and you guys should check out jay's own podcast innovate it is correct 
Yeah, innervate. Yeah, um, so. so innervate means to supply something with nerves um, mm-hmm. or an organ. But so my, I hope that my content just gives you a little bit more life within you because there's so much hatred in the world. So yeah. that's what it's for. So check it out. Yeah. Blessings. Thank you so much, Jay. No <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, my lovely. Just checking in. Thanks so much for listening to the Speak Love or Listening podcast. It was created with mental wellness in mind to encourage authenticity and open conversations in hopes that you leave with some inspiration. Take time out for hugs and kisses today. I hope this episode inspired you in some way. Share it if you loved it. Drop a like, comment, and subscribe to us on our platforms. Thanks again for joining this journey with me. I'm Frankie. And I hope you come back for more. Bisous.